not exactly the shot they wanted. Oh! 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 back shot! Goodness gracious! Alright and welcome, welcome, welcome to At The Line. Alright, so we got three games that we need to cover. We have Game 2, Game 3, and Game 4 because we decided to be lazy for the for the whole time. So we do have <laughs> to cover that. But Mac, how are you doing? I'm doing great, uh, as best as I could be. It's... Uh, for what for what it's worth. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gone, so... Spurs... The series is tied 2-2 now. After they won, they stole a game in Denver. They lost a game in Denver. They won a game at home, and then they lost a game at home. But hey, just go ahead. Belly up, belly up. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna get there. I was gonna let you say something. Uh, okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the epitome of professionalism. <laughs> we are the standard of professionalism. <laughs> Alright, unlike no, us. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, hit that, I hit that on accident. Oh my god. I hit that on accident. <laughs> Alright, before we get started, Add the Line is part of Belly Up Sports. Visit bellyupsports.com for more podcasts and articles for all your favorite sports. Belly Up has podcasts from football to racing to baseball, especially baseball season and hockey, because baseball season is in full swing. Hockey playoffs are going on right now, because surprisingly, there is more stuff than NBA going on outside the world. So go to check out BellyUpSports.com for more articles, more sports, more podcasts. You can also follow them on Twitter at BellyUpSports. BellyUpSports, be bold and stand out. Also, what else are we a part of, Mac? Yeah, so At The Line is also part of the Rise Up podcast community. Rise Up is a community dedicated to the promotion and growth of podcasts all around the world. So go check out the podcast part of the community at bit.ly forward slash rise up pod community or on Twitter at community. And also there's podcast, there's not even just sports podcasts there. There's podcasts for true crime. I mean, I think there's a new podcast. A politics podcast. There's politics for everything, pop culture and all that. Especially with Endgame coming out, we're going to be doing something special for that. Well, well at least I am. I'm not sure what you're doing. No, Mike. no. Spoiler alert! Don't don't listen to it. Don't don't release that. I'm gonna to have to bar that and ban it. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be like giving out spoilers after Saturday. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it on Thursday. I'm boycotting it because why? Spoiler. Why are you boycotting it? Because you know. As a, I'm going. A... All right. So first <laughs> off, I'm going to put on the title. There are going to be spoilers. <laughs> Good. Not... You're doing your. You're doing your due diligence. I'm going. I'm going to be putting. This is the spoiler podcast. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm going to warn people. Captain, I haven't even seen Captain Marvel. How have you not seen Captain Marvel? That's the problem of being a father. You don't. You don't get to go to the movies as often and have some time to go watch these movies. So I probably won't be able to go watch Endgame until like it comes out on Disney um, Plus. Whenever that comes out, 
<laughs> in November. It should be coming out in November. All right. Disney Plus coming in November. Well, that was your sneak peek of our pop culture <laughs> edition of podcast, I guess. I don't. <laughs> we have to do something about that soon. We have to. It's especially with the off season, off season coming up anyway. We might go into pop culture. I don't know. I mean, can you believe that there's actually an, an, an NHL playoffs going on right now? Like, who would have ever thought NHL had the same playoffs as, as I, NBA? That's that's absolutely horrendous scheduling. NHL just hockey actually you know. hockey has a good following, man. I especially at, at least here in Dallas, it, this. The hockey community is pretty decent. I don't, nobody even knows about the Dallas Stars. Okay. Oh, well, I do, and they're in, they are they lead. There's like the Spurs, where they were tied two two in their series. Then they won their game five to go three two, and now they have a game six as we record tonight. So, well, you never know. We could be the Dallas Stars if they win this series. Uh, you know, let's let's hope so. Take take something from another Texas team in the playoffs. Spurs. Shout out to Jeff K, one of my coworkers. He. Because he, he runs the Stars game, so I said go Stars. He said go Spurs, so I'll take it. Thank you, Jeff, all right. for that. There you go. See, all friendly, right. friendly communities all around the place. All right, so we're six minutes in, and we've not talked a little bit about the Spurs at all. So <laughs> let's change that. All right. Oh, shoot. So going to game two, which was last was Tuesday, April 16th. God, that was so long ago. The Spurs lost that game 105-114 to 114 in Denver. I didn't remember this game because I honestly don't remember what happened this, this is, game. This is this is this is this. Let me sum it up for you. Oh, Basically, I remember. Spurs I remember. Spurs went up twice by 19 points and then lost that, squandered that, and then Jamal Murray had a godlike divine intervention fourth quarter where he just like could not absolutely absolutely miss. It was insane. No, he had this one this one series where like. He shot this ridiculous three-point shot, like with I think Derek White in his face, and then right after the next play, like he comes up and just shoots another one easily. Like it was just nuts. All right, now now it's clicking. Now it's clicking. <laughs> Again, with the unprofessionalism of I don't remember a game until something happens. Yeah, I think Steph Curry put on a Jamal Murray mask for the fourth quarter because that <laughs> seriously, that dude was draining everything. It wasn't because this dude shot. I want to say two for. He shot horribly for the for the earliest part of the game. I believe zero for eight at one point. Yeah, and then in the fourth <laughs> quarter, he suddenly comes alive and Steph Curry out there draining everything with swishes. It wasn't like it was a bank shot or anything. He was swishing every single shot. If it was a floater, if it was a three point shot, if it was a mid range shot, a layup. This dude was draining everything, and it was like, can we please stop him? Derek, put a hand in his face. Awesome, you put a hand. No, it went in. God dang it. <laughs> Yeah, and see, this was that was that game where um, where we saw I think the the Patty Marco and and Rudy Gay lineup really really turn its ugly head because in the third quarter when the Spurs lost their their nineteen point lead, um, that's when we started seeing and that's when Jamal Murray caught fire. It was like mid third quarter because he played an insane amount of minutes that that game, um, him and Jokic. But that's when we saw that lineup and just. It, at that point, he caught fire. He got he got his rhythm. He got, you know, he was he was feeling swagger. He just he couldn't stop. And then when Derek White came in, it was already too late. So, yeah, we couldn't stop him. There's we're going to mention the year games first, and I want to come back to Rudy Gay because this dude's not have been having a good series. But we'll come back to that. But Spurs lost this one just because Jamal Murray was going off. It was a good game overall. Spurs had a decent game. It was no, it was a good game until the last quarter because the Spurs led for majority of the game. 
Yeah, yeah. No, and you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I think the Spurs got in their own way. Um, and so, and, and this goes, and, and this goes a little bit to Popovich also. Like, this is, this loss is kind of on him where he didn't stop the bleeding. He just let Jamal Murray continue to get hot and hot and hot and hotter. So, uh, it, it just wasn't a very good game from the bench and, and Popovich's perspective. And if you look um, at the, if you look at the stats, the Spurs out rebounded them by nine points, um, but the they out rebounded them, which is not what I'm expecting from the Spurs team, especially against such a tall team and with going against Jokic. But if you look at the opposing stats, they had ten more assists, they had half the turnovers the Spurs had, and they were stealing the ball at like left and right. So, well, and they they shot like the three point their three point shot was way better. It was oh and yeah, it was were, way better than game one. Yeah, um, you know, the Nuggets shot 42% from three, and the Spurs shot a measly 28% from three. So, so our, our three-point specialists were not knocking down their shot. I feel like the Spurs' three-point shooting this whole series has not been the greatest at all. No, if, it's, and so, you're not wrong about that. So going into the next game, which was a which was a win, game three at AT&T Center, Spurs won that 118-108, which was a really good win overall, dominating of... Looking at the box score because I forgot. Because again, the this is three games we we're trying to cover after being so invested. Derek White had his career night: thirty-six points, had nineteen in. The, was it the first half? I believe nineteen in the first half, and I was like, "This dude's going to go for forty. I swear to God. Yeah, he yeah he was. I think he even had more. I think he had twenty-four or twenty-six in in the no, first no, half. No, no, no. He, he had 26 in the first half. That's what he had 19, I believe in the first quarter. The first quarter. Right, right. Yeah, he had 26 in the first half because him, Tony Parker and Tim Duncan are the only players to do that um for the Spurs team. So, he was just going off. I think this was probably if the Spurs want to copy and emulate any game, they need to emulate this game. Um because everybody was was involved in it and everybody all around was doing pretty well. Um so I think I think this is the game that they want they want to emulate. Now, you know, the bench was still a little bit rough, but at least we got some production off of Rudy Gay, um, as well as, you know, Marco. In this case, the starters, the Spurs starters were all phenomenal. Everybody everybody was great. Everybody had you know their plus minus were all above um above plus five. So Derek White had a plus thirty. Right, I know it was it was insane. Like the the bent, or, sorry, the the starters really, really, really played played lights out that game. So this is the this is the game that they need, need to emulate and then combine it with game one for the bench play. <laughs> they can get those two games together and 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 play that entirety. Um, then yeah, they they would be able to do they'd be able to uh, win game five. Honestly, if Derek White and Demar, if they're clicking like they did in game two. Derek White, 36 points off 71% shooting. DeMar DeRozan, 25 points off 50% shooting. Uh, both had five assists. Uh, Derek White had five rebounds while DeMar had four. And both had three steals each. This, If you look at the stats for this, this was a great defensive matchup game for this Spurs team. Nine steals. They forced 13 turnovers against against Denver. Yep. They out-rebounded them 45-37 to 37 on the boards. Especially on the defensive boards, 30-27. While they got out assisted, they had nine steals as a team. And half of the more than two thirds of that coming from DeMar and Derek White alone. 
Yeah, so and that's what I'm saying. It's if you if you want to take any any games and take a look at okay, what do we need to do? Game three is probably their best game to take a look at. Um, you know, because game one you didn't have Aldridge and, and DeRozan do do very well. Derek had a good night, but you know he was still still not clicking very well at that point. It wasn't in game two that he really like shined. Um, or sorry, um, game three. Or game one, he he did a really good job, and then game three, he did a good job too. But um, so yeah, I, I would say game three is the the one that they want to copy, and then game one for the bench guys. Honestly, Derek White's been really great this series, except for in game four, which we gotta talk about now, which is a cluster f in its whole in itself. <laughs> this uh, the the biggest stat that I think I don't know how how do you how does a team do this. How does a team not score a single jump shot after the first quarter? How? How does that happen? Yeah, it was. I don't know. I, and, and it, and it's, is, it's not like they. Scratcher. It's not like they didn't score for the whole game. They still they still scored 103. They still they still scored 20, 25, and 24 in the second, third, and fourth quarter. But they never made a single jump shot. Yeah, and, and I think you know what? Like it's not it's not so bad. If you put it in perspective, it's not so bad if, if they're continually pounding the paint. Like, if they get most of their points, if they get 60, you know, 60 plus points within the paint from multiple guys, you know, driving it to the basket, um, you know, getting getting Jokic and some of those other nuggets in, in foul trouble, like, I, I, I don't care if they don't score from outside the paint. Like, as long as they're, they're driving, being aggressive. And I think that's what they need to do because we've seen this team get soft and, and allow – they allow the Nuggets to to play them a little bit further away from the basket, and so they have to shoot these mid ranges, and and that's what they need to to counter against. Is they need to start penetrating that defense and start driving to the lane and 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 getting that going there before they can you know even think about trying to shoot threes or or long long twos. But they if they're going to do that, they got to stop Jokic, who scored twenty nine points off of forty five percent shooting, had twelve rebounds, assists. Then you you gotta stop Jamal Murray still. If you're going, if you can't score a jump shot, and if you're going to score in the paint, you still gotta stop the R team. You can't let Tory Craig get 18 points off you off 66 percent shooting. You know that was a good adjustment by by Malone though, allowing Tory Craig to go into the into the starting lineup has been excellent for them because it's it's allowed him to shadow Demar and and shut Demar down or well quote-unquote shut him down because DeMar still kind of gets his points. I will say they did shut down they did shut down Paul Millsap with two points off of one and seven shooting but you still even if you shut down Paul Millsap they still got Jokic they still got Jamal Murray they got Torrey Craig coming off the bench and starting got Gary Harris this is a young team that has pieces that they can use surprisingly they haven't used Isaiah Thomas once this series though. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas is going to get absolutely just demolished. If, if if you're looking at if you're looking at our guys or San Antonio Spurs players, you know like Bryn Forbes and Patty Mills that are I think the shortest players on the team, bearing so well against these longer, lengthier, athletic guys. So Isaiah Thomas, if he comes in and either Derek White covers him or or even I think he's smaller than Patty Mills and Bryn Forbes, so even one of those guys can can do a decent job against him. Honestly, yeah, I don't think I don't honestly, think Isaiah I think, Thomas is your answer here. I think I'm taller than Isaiah Thomas, to be honest, because I'm like five. <laughs> I'm five eleven. He's like five ten. I think so. Yeah, there you go. See, so, the one the one thing that whenever I saw because this game was just frustrating to watch as a Spurs fan, 
But one of the things... Try being there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine you. <laughs> uh, but one of the things I was surprised was uh, Dante's Mon- Yunus. Because he came in, he came in for some garbage time moments, but he was actually playing pretty decent whenever he was on the floor. You know, it was surprising to see this this third string lineup come in and and give it some work. You know, they this lead would have been much 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 more spread out if it wasn't for the third string guy. Um, you know, Dante Cunningham came in, dropped a few points. Um, Lonnie had a behind-the-back pass that should have gone Lonnie in. Lonnie had that beautiful behind-the-back pass, yeah. But, like, Monty Yunus, because I feel like they picked him up because they needed someone to fill in that that uh, that extra center spot that Pau Gasol left. And Monty Yunus is, was kind of known as a stretch, but every time I see him playing for the Spurs, he's working the inside, and he's making, he's making some decent hook shots. And I feel like that he could possibly be a decent piece if Jakob gets in foul trouble. Or they just really need someone to work inside because they there's no tape on this guy. He hasn't been in the league in two years. And yeah, the pro- the problem with him is though he's he's big. Like, okay, so think about it this way: the Nuggets have Jokic, Paul Millsap, um, Mason Plumley, and um, Juan Hernandez Gomez, I think. Well, he's not. Yeah, Hernan he, Gomez. He he played for one minute in the last game. I I haven't seen him any. Any point well, right. this but, but this is the point. Plumlee, Millsap, Hernan Gomez are all smaller, faster, more agile than Montiunis. The only guy that Montiunis can potentially match up with because he's not as as fast is Jokic. But, you know, Pirtle's doing an excellent job there. Or as best job as he can. So my 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 hesitation is if you do put Montiunis out there to go against like Plumley or or Millsap, he might get. I mean, he might get. I don't think he's he's quick enough to, to guard with those guys or to play with those. But he's, Pop said a good quote on him that he was he's just a smart player, and I think he he's not going to be yes. playing consistent minutes. I don't believe right. that, but I think he'd be good for some situational moments where if you if Yakim and Lamarcus are just tired out and they're getting beat up inside. And they just need some rest. Throw in Monty Yunus. Monty Yunus can still work inside on them. So on the offensive end, he might not be the best on defense, but he can still do something. And I think the I think Pop will use him, especially just for his IQ and his experience, at least, just to be there well, on the floor. Well, at this point right now, Lamarcus should be completely rested. He only played twenty nine oh, yeah. minutes this past this past game. There's and and this is what's so frustrating is Pop has played his starters about maybe a little bit about over 30 minutes. Aldridge has gone maybe 37 at most, while Malone is just grinding the hell out of his starters. Like, each of his starters is over 35 minutes. I can guarantee you, Jokic and Murray are playing nearly 40, 40 minutes the entire you know for this entire playoff series. So it, it's, it's, you know, he definitely... And, and I understand Pop is always about the long game, and it's about a marathon, but in the playoff series... You can't have that mentality, or, or, I guess, depending on the schedule, or depending on 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 the winning, you know, on who's up in in the series, um, that dictates like how much you can play your players. But you know, for for Cullen and and I guess this is going to kind of go into the next topic that we're talking about. But for 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 holding withholding Aldridge, the entire fourth quarter, and then some of that third quarter. And not allowing us to have, you know, a chance to 
to a chance to come back, especially when DeRozan got got ejected. You know, it's I don't know that that that's really telling, or it's it's really frustrating, and nobody asked about that, or at least not that I've seen. Oh, well, nobody, everyone on Twitter at least has. Right, everyone on Twitter has, but nobody in the media has asked why. You know, I I guess because they speculate it was a throwaway game, or at least like Pop waved in the flag at that point, but. These are the questions you have to ask. Like, hey, what what was the thought process behind holding Aldridge? You know, back in the fourth, and the, the you know Aldridge did mention did mention, or um, I guess somebody asked Aldridge themselves, and he just said that was the coach's decision. Like, that's basically I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. He's like, you know, they decided just to hold me out. All right, well, we're gonna take a quick break, real quick, and then when we come back, we'll continue this. This I can't talk today. I give up. We'll we'll be right back here at the line. Hey guys, have you ever listened to At The Line and then suddenly think, huh, I kind of want to make my own podcast? Well, guess what? I have something that's going to be the best tool for you in starting off your podcast. It's called Anchor, and this is what we use here at The Line. Fun. It's absolutely free to use. And guess what? I know some of our hosting websites, they cost money to have you start your podcast, host it, and all that. Anchor doesn't do that. It's absolutely free. And there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer if you don't have all the equipment that you want. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so you don't have to go to all these other websites and figure out, how do what what do I put? How do I get this? It's so confusing. Anchor, although, makes it easy for you. And they will put your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcasting websites. And guess what? The best part of it? You can make money from your podcast, but no minimum listenership. That means you can do your podcast for free while making money. Who doesn't love that? And it's everything that you need to make your podcast in one place. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your free podcast. I'm Jonathan Sanford, former voice of the San Antonio Spurs. You're listening to At The Line Podcast. And we're back here at The Line. So overall, this series has been pretty damn fun. It's been up and down. I think it's one of the closer series in the whole league based on, I think every other, I believe every other series is either 3-0 or 3-1, anything like that. Well, this is the only series that has a confirmed like game six. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, I wouldn't say it's been fun. And uh, not fun, not fun from a, I think, I think it's been, it's been the best matchup. Uh, it's a fun, if you're just a general NBA fan, this would be a fun series to watch. Yeah, as yeah. a Spurs fan, it's not the best because you have your ups and downs, especially with Jamal Murray going off in game two. But overall, as like a general sports fan, Spurs fan, this is a fun series to watch because it's just a back and forth matchup. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Like it's if yeah, if you're a purist, 
um, and you want to see a a decent or not even a decent but a good matchup like this everybody knew coming into this that this is going to be the best matchup because of the way the two teams play and um so yeah if you're a purist this is probably something that you're enjoying a lot because this is not a blowout or you know like other <laughs> like other matches that that we have going on oh so someone brought out one of my random tweets from like a few last week whenever i was i said that <laughs> Don't don't sleep on the Pacers. I believe this Boston Pacers series is going to go game seven. Uh, that was before the series started. That was my prediction. It was clearly wrong. I still thought Celtics were going to win. Uh, you know, we we need to we, <laughs> we need to go back and and look at our predictions and see like how I think how I, we did. I think we said there were going to be more game six and sevens than there are. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know if we we went like a full. Hey, I from, I can't say that that I think I had the Boston winning it in five. Hey, I believe I said Clippers in five. Not Clippers in five. I meant Golden State in five, but Clippers would win one. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. I think, I think, if you're if you're a smart person, I think you would say that the Clippers would have at least stolen one game, like a gentleman sweep. Um, so God, that was but, a, that was see. such a fun thing to watch, though. Watch the the Warriors just self destruct. This is, uh, yeah, I mean, at least the Spurs can say that they've never given up a 31-point lead in the playoffs. 3-1. 3-1. Never forget. Never forget. 3-1 lives forever. All right, well, one thing I know Spurs fans are not never for going, are going to forget is DeMar throwing a basketball at a ref. Yes. Give it to me. I want it. I All want right. that so uh, bad. In game, in game four, DeMar was going up for a layup. Game, they were already frustrated as a team. It was already frustrating. And Demar was driving in. Who got? Was it Craig that got a? That got a the charging call. Uh, I don't think it was Craig. I think it was Beasley. It was someone that drew the threw the charge from Demar like the top at the top of the paint, and Demar was not having it. And after that, he threw. Well, first of all, it was an incorrect call. Yeah, it was. It was. He wasn't having it. Demar was ha- having it anyway. If it was that, right or wrong. That that's. I mean, that's not even just just to set the record straight. That's not a homer thing. It was an incorrect call because he slid over into the spot. He wasn't even set. And DeMar didn't even throw his arm out. So if you want to go take a look, if anybody thinks that's a homer thing, go take a look at the replay. And the defender slides over. That's 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 not supposed to be a charge. Just saying. Just for the record. But, yeah, he got, he got called for the charge. DeMar was not happy and decided to throw the ball towards the ref. And kind of that chuck motion. I don't think he was intentionally throwing it at the ref. He just chucked it and it happened to go that way. Yeah. And so it was it was no fun. It was no fun for him. Yeah, there were some bad charge calls. Yeah, looking back at it, DeMar, he got called for charge and just kind of threw the ball away. And it just happened to be towards the ref. And the that's a instant ejection in the league. So, yeah. But then... I believe was it was it Monday or Sunday that the release came out. It was a Sunday that Demar was going to be fined twenty five thousand dollars. I just wish yeah, I, it was on a Sunday. Sometimes I wish I had twenty five thousand dollars. I can just get throw around. Imagine, imagine that. <laughs> I mean, I think he makes that like in a quarter or maybe a, a game. So know. it doesn't. I mean, to him, it doesn't really. Basketball players make a lot of money. We can just say that because I think. 
I think Ennis Cantor's still getting paid like $800,000, even though he signed on with Portland later half of the season. It's just... So, going back to the play, yes, he was visibly frustrated, but this entire year, for some reason, this man has not... I don't know. Maybe they were officiating him differently because he was in Toronto, or obviously because it's the Spurs, so they're officiating differently. But he's just been completely disrespected this entire year. He's, I think I've, I've, I read a stat where he, he's driven almost nearly as many times to the, to the to the hoop as Harden, but yet has like 200 less free throws than Harden. But then again, Harden has, I think, like two to 300 free throws more than anybody else. I think it was so. like, yeah, but yeah, Harden, I think DeMar gets like half the calls that Harden would get on a driving, on a driving call like that. Right, and, right. And this is, this is not even a homer thing. Again, this is not a homer thing. Oh yeah, thing. it's not. This, is, this one's not at this all. Is, this is something that we've been seeing all year. This is legitimate, like, stats. stats. <laughs> you can look up these stats. Yeah, DeMar has been getting bad calls all season long. We've all known it. But he just doesn't get, he doesn't draw the fouls like he should. And it's not like he's doing anything different. He's doing it as if he's been doing it his whole career. Right. And right. he just doesn't get the calls he, that he should be getting. And it does, it frustrates us as a fan and it would frustrate him. Especially, it's him that's getting beat up inside. And there was a yeah. point in the season where he was just kind of beat up and was hurt throughout the part of the season. And. Yep. But it's also because he's not getting these calls. Yeah, it's and and the fishing has been terrible throughout the entire league, not just the Spurs, but obviously because we're a Spurs podcast and you know our our we have our biases. Scope is yeah, our scope is a little bit more on on the Spurs. It obviously that's what we're talking about it. But throughout the entire league, the officiating has in the entire season, the officiating has been horrendous, horrendous. I believe so what's, is, what's is even happy. worse, uh, not even just the general of fishing. Of f- yes, they're fishing. They're they're not, they're not <laughs> playing basketball. They're fishing. The officiating has been when it comes to players mouthing off and technicals. There's been a clear difference between how the how the officials officiate one player compared to another. AKA, look at Draymond Green. Look at any Warrior player compared to the rest of the league. <laughs> When it comes yeah. to when it comes to technicals, yes, they they do still have a high number of technicals called on them, but Draymond should be called for more than ha- he has ha- at least have half the technicals that he's deserved. Look at the look at the uh, game against uh when it was Golden State versus uh Minnesota, where they yep. where Steph is clearly taunting the fucking ref. Damn it, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit on that one, where Steph is clearly taunting the ref. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no technical call. If DeMar or someone else did that, that's an instant technical. <laughs> I like that you're Pardon. still laughing at my F-bomb. We, we, did see, we did see Pop get a technical for just <laughs> trying to call a timeout. That too. For, and Pop getting ejected maybe 65 seconds into a game. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But you... But you that's clearly it's clearly the bullshit that's going on in the league when it comes to at least with technicals and ejections. The Golden State is officiated in a whole different way than they should because they're the golden child. We can all say it. We can all people will deny as much as they want. The Golden State Warriors are officiated differently because they are the golden child. They are a different type of player. Draymond doesn't. I believe refs just let Draymond go off because if they did officiate him the same way as other teams. 
he's going to get ejected every single game. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's kind of it's, we kind of like just went off of the path. I don't know. I this one. <laughs> I think this, I think this, this one's necessary because we haven't talked about this too much this year, and it's been kind of a big deal. We've done we've done a very good job on trying to restrain ourselves from from doing that. But yeah, I think this I think we we've gotten off a little bit too much. Going back to the Demar suspension, <laughs> uh, or sorry, the Demar ejection. A lot of people thought that he was going to get, or there was some talk that he was going to get suspended. I'm glad he didn't. Um, and that twenty five thousand dollar fine. It's you know it's him throwing the ball wasn't malicious. Like I can't see him. I don't think he was ever going to get suspended. But um, you know, if they did suspend him, that would have been, I think that would have been the series right there. Honestly, have I ever seen? I don't know if I've seen Demar in a fight yet. I don't know if you want to get in a fight with, or even if you you want to get in a fight with Demar. Demar's from Compton. He's from he's from the hard streets of L.A. So I would not want to see him. Oh, never I mean, mind. I just found a video of him in Toronto throwing a punch. Yeah, <laughs> against, I don't know. Against, I mean, against Wayne Ellington. Don't piss off Demar. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would not want to see, or at least I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of like Demar's wrath. De- Demar's wrath because this dude is he's he's. He's the type of guy that's that's so that's very emotional that he plays on his emotions or he plays with his emotions, and so those type of guys like they just you know they can they can go off, and so I think Demar he, he can channel his his aggression um, in basketball, and so if he's if he doesn't give a crap and he just wants to just just beat you senseless, I'm sure he he probably can. <laughs> hey, I'll take a guy who shows the emotion on the court. Exactly. Not dropping, I agree. Not dropping shit on anyone. No, I no, I agree with that. <laughs> I'll, I'd do the same too. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and laugh, man. It's it's. I'm not dropping shade or anything. <laughs> I think I tweeted that out, and so and I was completely dropping shade on Kawhi on that one. I don't give I don't give a shit. <laughs> Kawhi is still the man, though. I mean, he's taking Toronto. All right. Taking Toronto yeah, he, to yeah. The so. United. I believe the thing with Spurs fans when it comes to Kawhi, I feel like I have to talk about this too, because Spurs fans really don't like Kawhi. I respect Kawhi in a way, especially for his work ethic, his game, because he's has a really efficient game style that I've always enjoyed. The only mm-hmm. thing is, it's not entertaining at all. It's like, if you are not watching basketball to enjoy the fundamentals, you do not enjoy watching Kawhi. And I, I tweeted out, because Kawhi had like two dunks, and they're like, the most boring dunks in the world. <laughs> it's compared to stuff like Demar where or LeBron where they they cock back that their arm and just slam it down, which is I love that shit. But with yeah. Kawhi, with Kawhi, he's going up, just puts it in. Nothing, no, and that's, nothing flashy. God, that's why I love Kawhi because it's just like, um, and and I know it's like blasphemous to to talk about Kawhi or to to enjoy Kawhi's game as a Spurs fan, you know, especially after everything that's happened this past year. But it's so beautiful. Like his game is just. If you're a fan of of somebody playing defense, like how can you not enjoy Kawhi? Oh, how okay. can you not enjoy he, that? Yeah, he's fun on. He's fun if you watch him work on a on a player when on an ISO. He's really fun to watch, especially because he. He moves. He's kind of like Kyle Anderson, where he moves slowly, but he's methodically. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about moving slowly, but, but like I mean, he moves. But he he's not moving slowly, but he's like timing. He's timing his moves properly. Right. Yeah. He's. Yeah. He's. I don't know how he makes it happen, but he's he's a beast, dude. And 
And I know yeah. we've we've lost at least half our listeners just because of this topic. <laughs> <laughs> but Kawhi's the lament, regardless of what what anybody says. Kawhi's is Kawhi's a shit, and uh, and you know I hope he's happy. That's that's essentially what it comes down to. At this point, it's like you know what you know it is what it is. Um, I hope he's happy, and uh, and I uh, we'll see him in L.A. And we're <laughs> for the Clippers we'll though, not the Lakers. The, it's we'll gonna be the Clippers. Clippers. But uh. Looking back, the, I'm happy that we have Demar. I really enjoyed Demar, and I've been, and it, like whenever I play pickup basketball, whenever I've been just playing basketball in general, I've kind of seen myself kind of looking, working off of what Demar does because I've been because I've just been not to not to pump myself up, but I've been working on my mid range shots and stuff like that. And Demar's game is really fun. His game can be fun to watch because he will just he's a mid range master. And not to mention, he has some insane air control, like body control in the air. Dude, the three sixty, the three sixty layups he's had all season. I know, like that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's had some crazy ass layups where it's like, whoa! Like you would never see like Kawhi do that because Kawhi would just go up straight up and just like dunk, um, or or like do an easy layup. But like Demar's like flown in from somewhere and like like you said, three sixty three sixty layups and he looks like a damn helicopter out there and if, it's amazing. If I try to do that, I'm gonna bust my head open. <laughs> so no i agree with you his his game I, I i think when chip gets gets him for a full summer and demar you know has has some time to refine his game in, in the spurs organization it's gonna be so beautiful i just hope i really hope he develops a three-point shot because if he develops a three-point shot his he's gonna be a non-stop offensive yeah, or at least some type of semblance of a three-point shot. Like, just just give me like give me, take, you don't even have you don't even have to like you don't even have to give me like a hundred three points. Just give me, give me like half of that and shoot like at a forty clip or something. Just shoot like Kawhi on three pointers like occasionally. Right, exactly. But just give me a forty. Clip, I see, I see 40%. all, I see all the space that the defenders give him because they know that he's not going to take a three-point shot. His tendency right. is not to take a three-point shot. But imagine right. over the summer he develops a three point shot. Defenders are still giving him space, and suddenly he's dropping shots on you. <laughs> yeah, at this point, like I think as an NBA player, you have to have you have to have that range in all three zones. Like you have to be able to score in, in the paint. You have to be able to score from mid range at least somewhat, and then you have to shoot the three. Like we're seeing these centers, these seven foot guys, having to learn and rework their game. So that way they can shoot threes better because you know people are not wanting a traditional center. They want this. Um, they want this this stretch stretch five that you can, you know, if he doesn't if he doesn't get to you know inside the paint very quickly, at least they can come up from a run a run up and and do a three point shot. So, you know, it's it's changing. Dirk was if you look at Dirk, he was a I think he was a man before his time. If he was in his prime during this time, he'd be killing it. Just cause, yeah, absolutely. Because he and Pal Gasol. Yeah, if they were if they were a man, if they played maybe ten years later than they did in their prime, they'd be killing in this league. Look, Kristoff yep. Porzingis has probably the biggest upside that I can possibly see within a player just based on his skill set. Yeah, being as big as he is, I know that's injury proneness, but he can him playing him next to Luka Doncic. This is why I'm going to really enjoy watching this Mavericks team next season because well, Luka, if he comes back completely healthy, if he does come back healthy. Still, I don't think he's he's not going to have to be a hundred percent because he doesn't have to carry the team, right? Right. And, right. But Luca is known for his pick and roll style, and he if you watch all the games that he he's done, he's kind of like LeBron in a way, but not entirely. Well, 
Luke can still work it, but he's passing out because he sees the open man, and he just works really well off the pick and roll. If you put, right. if you work, if you have Kristoff on the pick and pop, that's going to be deadly because Luca will either drive on you or he'll pass off KP for three. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great. Um, that'll be a great one-two punch dynamic, and hopefully Kristoff can come back. I mean, because it, it would it would really suck to lose that type of talent. And now, what? Now, since we're talking about the Mavericks in a positive light, we've lost all of our audience. <laughs> That's it. Zero. Everybody drops. Okay, the one listener. Hi, Dad. Thank you for listening. Still, no. <laughs> my dad is an avid listener, so thank you, to my dad. Shout out to him. Shout, shout out, Mister Jaeger. Wait, we got we got to give some shout outs for the last part of the segment because we we have some we have some good people that follow us. Shout out yeah. to Jeff Garcia. He's he's our man. Pass out to Jar- Jarvis, Jay, Jay. <laughs> Scotty. I think Scotty's one of them too. Scott, Scott's man. He won a, He won one of our giveaways. He won a free T-shirt. Um, yeah. we got a lot of good listeners. So yeah, we we have a small listener base, but we're not the what the listeners that we do have, they're they are awesome. They and if you do listen us. to us and haven't made it known, shout out, appreciate you guys. You're the real ones. We we appreciate you sticking around for our rambling sometimes. Please. Yeah, this whole segment was just rambling. <laughs> Alright, so I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna have some fun with this. This is improv too. Alright, if you tweet the first person tweet this phrase at me. Alright, I'm trying to think of a phrase. Derek White caught a body. If you tweet at me, Derek White caught a body, I will send you a free at the line sticker. How about that? <laughs> Good luck. It's probably gonna be your dad. No, why? Well, he's, he's gonna make a Twitter for it. No, he, well, he already has a Twitter. He's been tweeting at me. <laughs> but if you have not already received the at the line sticker or anything like that, if you tweet at me, the first person that doesn't have any at the line stuff, Derek White caught a body. I will be sending you a free at the line sticker. So go tweet at me at the line pod on Twitter at Ty Yeager Radio at Mac Penn Media. One of those three twitters. Whoever sees it first, congratulations, you get a free sticker. That's- hey, so let me let me ask you this, because this has been a hot topic, hot button issue in the past week. All what right. is your take on the T-shirt? Oh God, I've been I've been I've, I've been tweeting I've been tweeting this out. I've been tweeting. It's I think that that was a perfect segue, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to say that I'm going to say that for the next segment. So keep listening. Yeah. You're at the line. <laughs> I'm Ty Yeager, and I want to introduce you to the Rise Up Podcast community, a community for podcasters created by podcasters, dedicated to the promotion and growth of podcasts everywhere. Rise Up is not a network. There are no contracts and no control over your content, just a vessel for you to spread the word of your work and connect with fellow podcasters to collaborate, create, and promote. And guess what? It doesn't cost you a single cent to join the community. Join the Rise Up Podcast community today by visiting our website at bit.ly slash community and follow the community on Twitter at rupodcommunity. Again, that's bit.ly slash community and at rupodcommunity on Twitter. Come and join the community of podcasts and rise up with us. Rise Up Podcast Community. The 
that can explain how we feel about Spurs fans at the moment. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? It's not even about Spurs fans. It's just about a topic. About the lower bowl Spurs fans. Well, yeah, I don't even know if it's the lower bowls all entirely, but they're not helping their cause down there. All right, so ask me the question one more time that we left out on in a weird, crazy-ass fashion. <laughs> Re- so, my question is, because this is a hot topic issue right now, or at least in the Spurs universe, what is your take on the shirts? People should be wearing their damn shirts. <laughs> those are free. Those are free shirts. This is supporting the the damn team, and you can't wear a free shirt. Really, really. But I don't want to wear it. It's gonna mess up my style. I don't need. I don't. I'm like I'm wearing a jersey. I'm like I have this fashion trend. I'm gonna be on TV. Don't mess with me. <laughs> wear the damn shirt. I don't give a crap who you are. Wear the damn shirt. Like Utah. They have some of the worst fans. Sorry for you, any Utah Jazz fans that listen to us. That we I just that's lost. True. That's that's true. Utah does have some of the worst fans. They have some of the worst fans, but yet they are wearing their damn shirts and they look great because they have that gradient going and it looks awesome. Go- yep. Oklahoma City, they look awesome with their blue out and their orange and blue pattern. But San Antonio Spurs fans can't wear a effing shirt. Yeah, it's. It's pretty frustrating. I, I think it's... What the fuck? <laughs> Wear your shirt! <laughs> it's I, just... It's... I, like, and people are like, well, I'm wearing a $250 jersey. Okay. So you wear a $250 jersey once, and then that's it? And, and so you just you wear a $250 jersey just to rep it that one time, and that's it? And so you're telling me that because you're deliberately wearing this jersey one time, you're not going to wear this $5 free shirt over your $250 jersey? Come on. Take off please. your jersey! Shirt. <laughs> it's just, and then I, I don't know. It's I understand it's quote unquote promotional. It's that's that goes without saying. That's that's obvious. Like of course it's it's a promotional item. Everything that the Spurs do is a promotional item. From you know the courts to the wallets to everything that they sell is a promotional item. But if you if the Spurs organization having somebody lay out these shirts meticulously. Laying out rally towels for every single fan, every single seat. That's not a promotion. That's because they want you to use that. <laughs> that's like they're feel... not going to spend hours and hours and hours to lay these things out just ever so slightly, so that way you can just have it in your hand or put it in your bag. That's, that's I would guarantee. Wear. I would guarantee if it's H E B on it, people would be wearing it. It does. Well, like this like this past one, the, the shirt said Frost, but it was on the back. So it's like, how are you going to promote something that has the logo on the back when nobody can see it if like you're looking at it from the front? But it's, like, it it's, it's meant for people that wear it outside of the games. But right. I think the thing they need to do is, I don't think they should go with a blackout. I don't think, as much as you want to go with a blackout, people are not going to wear the damn shirts because it's black, apparently. Mm. Yeah. What you need to do is... Do what Utah's been doing, what Oklahoma City's been doing with multiple colors, a.k.a. Fiesta colors. Have the crowd wear Fiesta colors for as a different color each section, then people will probably wear it. I know I would wear it because it would look pretty badass to have that, have that teal, the orange, the pink, have all those Fiesta colors. That'd be badass. Dude, for sure. I think so, too. Like, if they, if they did those, those color blocks, 
Do with it. the with the Fiesta colors, that would be so legit. You're the, right. If the Fiesta colors are too loud, do silver. Do silver and black. Have mm-hmm. a silver and black pattern. Or, if it's yep. a pattern, it, more people are going to be more likely to wear it. In my or opinion, silver and, or the black and white, like just the color black and black and white. That, I don't. That I don't think black and super cool. Do black, white, and silver. I think it should yeah. be more. I would prioritize silver over white, though. Yeah. But still, hold on. Wear the fucking shirt. <laughs> There's like three bleeps in that, but I don't care because I'm pissed off. <laughs> wear the damn shirt. It's, it's if you're a lower so... if you're a lower bowl fan, wear the damn shirt, or else come s- ship it up to my in Dallas because I will wear that <laughs> stupid shirt even though people can't see it. It's it's easy. Like am I, that's my thing. It's like you wear it for an hour and then you take it off. Like that's it. <laughs> wear it for the game. I don't show your team. Damn it! And they're good uh, shirts because they're Fiesta theme. Wear the damn yeah. shirt. Can't yeah, say it they're enough. Su- they're super legit. I, I agree. It's just it's it's frustrating. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like it's meant to prevent to, to promote unity. It's meant to promote like a cohesiveness. Um, you know, throughout the entire entire stadium. Like at least you're feeling as one when everybody's wearing the same thing and all everybody looks uniform. It's it's great. It's just cool to see that because you don't see that. You don't see it every game. You don't see it throughout the regular season where everybody coordinates yeah. their shirt or whatever. And, you know, come to playoffs, when, when you see that, that looks great. It, it's, it looks awesome. Like, dude, this looks amazing. Yeah. Bow to your sensei. Bow to your sensei! <laughs> Wear the shirt! All right. To wrap this up and not to have me go on a more tangent and yell, and yell Wear the damn <laughs> shirt! <laughs> I get loud. I, I get, this thing has me, like, amped up. I'm like Jeff when it comes to wearing to get a, a new jersey or a Fiesta jersey because <laughs> Jeff really wants a damn throwback jersey. I do those. Hey, those San Antonio's, those look great. Either 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 the Fiesta. Okay, period. We need to do something different than just a military jersey. I'm sorry. I love the military. I come from a long line of, of military members. You have three chances can... for jerseys. You have. You don't because you, you have the you have the. First jersey, you have the icon, the statement, whatever the hell they are, the home and away jersey. Then -hmm. you have the third jersey, which is which usually is that gray jersey. Then you have like two more because you have like the playoff jersey and this and the city jersey. Use the city jersey for Fiesta and use the playoff jersey for for camo. Do something with Fiesta. Even if even if it wasn't Fiesta, going back to like the um, the San Antonio letterings would be awesome. Oh yeah. I think they should really do a throwback too. I like that this is supposed to be a playoff episode, and we've only spent one segment. We're talking about the playoffs because <laughs> we have so many more things we want to talk about. <laughs> but all right, so game there is going to be a guaranteed game five. There's already going to be game five and a guaranteed game six since this series is tied up two two. What do you, Mac? Do you think the Spurs need to do to maintain to win this series? I think the in order to win this series is two things. One, the starters continue to play as they've been playing because they've been playing really good. And two, the bench needs to step up their play. Everybody in the bench. If you're if you're playing five minutes, if you're playing 20 minutes, you need to step up. And that means you need to knock down your shots and you need to start playing more defensively because that's the biggest issue here. We saw the game one, Lamar, Lamarcus and Demar put them together. 
Lamarcus and Demar didn't do so well. They still contributed. And don't get me wrong, they weren't completely no shows, but they weren't as effective or scored as many points as they they did in these recent games two, three, and four. But yet the bench stepped up, and that was the key to that game. If it wasn't for our bench, and if it wasn't for Bryn Forbes just lighting it up, that game would have been the Spurs would probably be right now one and two. You know, they would have one game, and Nuggets would would be up. So. Um, or probably, I would say, sorry, let me take that back. That would be three and one. I apologize. Um, so that, those are the two things that they need to do. They need to, they need to continue to pound the paint. Um, you know, they need to continue to get, get those rebounds and, um, and be more aggressive when it comes to, to drive it into the paint. If they're not going to be knocking those shots down from, from the three point line, they need to, they need to drive the lane and get, get everybody else in trouble. Uh, and foul trouble. Yeah, working off your working off your thing about three point shooting. The three point shooting from the Spurs have been atrocious this series. Absolutely. Game Absolutely two, atrocious. Game two, twenty eight percent. Game three, thirty eight percent. Game four, twenty nine percent. You got Jeez. you had to be. This is one of the best. This team was the best three point percentage shooting team in the league, and they are shooting like one of the worst teams in the league. And luckily, it's not like the Rockets where they're taking up fifty shots and then missing half of them. They're taking. They're making taking uh, eighteen threes, eighteen threes, seventeen threes in those three, past three games. So fortunately, they're not putting up a high volume whenever they're not making threes. But they really got to start working on those three point. Davis has not has been a no show this series. He needs to be. I wish that he was be he gives more space, getting the ball more, just so he can start draining some threes. Brent has been really great this series, and whenever he is showing flashes. You really need to start working on the three ball, and you need to make sure you're draining the. Because if you start draining the three ball, you take you, you give yourself an advantage that you can put over your Denver. Because you already have the experience advantage. You have the experience where Derek White can torch them on offense and light them up on defense. You can do really well on if you're working really well on the inside game, and suddenly your three point game is working whenever you're not you're struggling on the inside. This is a whole different ball game. You're going to be yep. having a whole different step up on Denver if you can at least start going off like Jamal Murray went off in Game Two. Just, I mean, even not even that up, up to that level. If you can just, if you do half of that, half of that, right. you'll be fine. <laughs> like at least contribute six to ten points. At, I mean, at that, shoot, drinking at least more than forty percent of your shots at least on from the three point range. Right. I will say they're doing a really good job at getting to the free throw line, because in each of these games they but they gotta they gotta make their three they're gonna make their free throws. Oh yeah, that's like they were seventy five percent this past game. Yeah, like seventy five percent on on free points. Come on, come on. In game three, they were seventy one percent. It's exactly. they're get they're getting to the free throw line at the past two games thirty two times each. Make so, your damn free throws. So they get to the and this is one of the this is where it frustrates me too because. Besides being the best three-point shooting team in the league, they were one of the best free-throw shooting te teams in the league, and suddenly they can't make three free throws. It's a different... Exactly. This team is good. There's no doubt about that. It's just their consistency is all over the damn place. You know what? I think it's... When people say this, like when people say that this team isn't... isn't... or isn't good enough to beat this Nuggets team, that's complete bullshit. They've beat this Nuggets team twice. <laughs> And one on their home court. 
you can make the argument that the Nuggets team was was asleep or whatever, but regardless of that fact, so was DeMar in, in LA. Like they were virtually, you know, they they weren't playing as well as they could have been playing. So that's a wash. You can't say that, oh, well, the Nuggets were, were asleep and then not acknowledge the fact that LaMarcus and DeMar were asleep also. So this is, this team, if you, if you go like, if you look at the entire roster from from Murray all the way down to Isaiah Thomas, and then you look at the roster from Lamarcus all the way down to Cunningham, you know, and you just you just look at him and say, okay, Lamarcus is better than Paul Millsap, Jokic is better than Pearl, you know, and you go one by one, you're gonna be you're gonna come out more so with first players than 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 the Nuggets players. That's just that's just a fact. This team, this Spurs team, can beat and should beat the Denver Nuggets by all means. By all, they should have, they should have beat them. They, this this series should have been a sweep. In the I, very don't, beginning. I don't think it should have been a sweep, but this this series should be. No, up, it should have been the a Spurs, sweep. The Spurs should be up three one in this series. They should not be tied two two. Well, no, this this Spurs team, this Spurs team should have been a sweep because first game they they won that easily. Second game they had. Two 19 point leads that they squandered, and they needed a godlike performance from Jamal Murray in order to win that game. If they wouldn't have squandered those 19 point leads, this would have been a 2 0 series going to San Antonio. Game three, San Antonio just kills Nuggets. And then game four, if we would have at least seen anything from that first quarter just continue on to the second, third, and fourth, it should have been done. You know, and, and not to mention the momentum, if they would have had a 3 0 lead, the momentum going to the, the, the fourth game. It, it could have possibly been a sweep easily. With game four, it's a lot of shoulda, coulda, woulda, that, right. in my opinion. So that's why I would say that they'd be up three. That would be three one. Still, they're up three one. That'd be three one in my head if they if they still won game two without Jamal Murray going off. But that's not the case. You are tied two two, and you do not have the home court advantage. No matter what, you are going to mistakes. No matter what, you're going to have to steal a second game in Denver, which is going to be tough, especially with us being. Being one of the worst road teams in the league, but you stole you stole a game you stole game one in Denver. You, doesn't mean you can't steal another one. So Spurs, re- the Spurs need stupid mistakes. The Spurs need, in my opinion, they need the big three to go up. The big three and Demar, Lamarcus, and Derek. They need those three showing up. If Derek yep. has another career night, Spurs are going to be fine. Lamarcus yep. needs to be Nebies much more. Especially against Paul Millsap and Jokic, they need. This is what we said going into Game One and after Game One. They need to drive towards Jokic and start having some fouls drawn up against him. Yep. You need to make Jokic get in foul trouble, get Murray in foul trouble, because Murray's been a big factor in this series. And if you get him out of it, hell, you you might have you're going to give yourself an advantage. Like you said, the bench needs to show up, three point shooting needs to show up, and they just need to not let. The not let game four get in their head. Yeah, I I agree with all that, man. I I just don't I just don't understand how they they can continue going like that they can't get out of their own way. I just I don't understand it. You know, for being professionals, it just doesn't seem like they they make any adjustments. <laughs> well, from game to game. We'll so see. we'll see. Pop, t- pop. Don't underestimate Pop. No matter what, no matter how stupid of the things that we think he does, with not putting Lamar- no, Lamarcus in the fourth Pop. quarter. 
it's not underestimating pop. This has definitely been on pop, and that's a whole nother conversation yeah. because I think pop has not had a very good, good series. And this goes this 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 has the eerie feeling of, um, can't remember the year, but it was the year we we got bounced by OKC and Billy Donovan. I think it was Billy Donovan's first year coaching. He just Billy Donovan just I mean outcoached Popovich that that season. So I would never not underestimate Pop. I think Demar is going to be pissed going into this game, which I some people don't like that, or people like me like that because that means he has a spot. He has a fire in, a fire in him, and he's going to have to let it out. <laughs> And, but they need this team. There needs to be more team play, more passing. There needs to be more ball movement, more just all around play. Consistency. That's a lot to ask for a single team and a single game adjustment. But this team is more than capable of coming out and showing up. Yeah, absolutely. And stealing back home court. Exactly. All right. So that rounds it up for this really fun episode of. Our one of our le- one listener from the second segment, <laughs> where I talked about. You for, thank you for continuing on with us. Thank, thanks, Dad. <laughs> but if you enjoyed our conversation, we have more episodes, and we always come out with them. You can check us out on our home base at thelionpodcast.com. That's the place where you can find a lot of stuff, including where you can listen to us, including places like Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and a lot of other places. You can also find our merchandise on that website, or you can just go in and put it into your little URL, whatever the hell it is, at bit.ly slash at the line store, where you can find t-shirts, hoodies, if you have a really cold office during the summer, tank tops. Come on, you got And guess what? Wear your shirt. If you're not going to wear the shirt of the game, you can wear one of our shirts. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Wear the shirts. <laughs> wear the shirts or wear one of our shirts. Make a decision. I'm just going to say, I would not say this originally, but the game shirts are free. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at the Lion Pod. You can also find me on Twitter at Ty Yeager Radio. Mac, where can they find you? You can find me at Mac Pen Median on uh, Twitter. Perfect. Have Have you been on other podcasts lately? Wink, wink. Yeah, you can also um, catch me and Ty. At uh, Locked On Spurs, I believe their handle is Locked On Spurs, right? I believe it's Locked On Spurs, hosted by the amazing Jeff Garcia. Absolutely, go Jeff, follow Jeff. Also, he's a great, great follow. Jeff G Spurs Zone, go follow him on Twitter. Don't forget to check out the Rise Up podcast podcast community on Twitter at RU Pod Community or on their webpage at bit.ly slash Rise Up Pod Community. That's Rise Up Pod Community. Also, don't forget Bellio Sports, which we are a part of for all your different sports articles, podcasts, especially with the hockey going on, baseball, other podcasts like that. Especially the NFL draft is coming up this week. I completely forgot about that. So, Already? You, yeah, Thursday, man. Holy moly. I know. Lots going down Thursday. Avengers, draft, love it. But go check out Belly Up Sports at bellyupsports.com or at Belly Up Sports on Twitter for all that beautiful essential sports needs. Belly Up Sports. Be bold and stand out. Mac, you have any last words? No, just uh, go Spurs, go. Let's get this game five. We need this. Go Spurs, go. And wear the damn shirts! (laughs) We'll see you guys next time.